Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. I need to do it again. Yeah, yeah. From do the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaBecca Live on ESPN 1063. Let's go ahead. Want to do an injury emporium here, Stone? I would love nothing more. Let us get to our Baptist Health Orthopedic Care Injury Emporium. Hut! Three! Hut! Hut! Oh, no. There's a man down. Ryan Lomberg, Florida Panthers, upper body injury. You know his prognosis? Winner. Should have had the overtime winner last night. He looked good. Jimmy Butler, ankle. Winner. Not a concern. That's a clean injury emporium if I've ever seen one. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. And we told Dr. James Ross yesterday, working with the Panthers, he's going up to Raleigh. For games four and five, you know what I say to that, Stone? If necessary. If necessary. If necessary. I love that. Is joint pain affecting your quality of life at Baptist Health Orthopedic Care? Their team's experienced in traditional joint replacement surgery as well as new, less invasive treatments with the goal of returning you to what you love as quickly as possible. Learn more by visiting baptisthealthnet slash ortho today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealthnet slash ortho. Segway Sean in Palm Beach Gardens on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Sean? Hey guys, hey guys, what's up? Uh, good to hear the voices. I haven't uh, been on in a couple of days. So, obviously, go Heat. Um, I just hope, you know, obviously we can win more quarters tonight than the Celtics. <laughs> and hopefully that won't I can't come believe away that's back. I think that's, <laughs> I think that's how the math works out there in Boston. Anyway, uh, with the Panthers, and if you guys, I missed the first hour, so, you know, forgive me if you've covered this in depth and detail and stop me at any point, but. The overtime rules, regular season, I just it lends itself to a little bit more of an entertainment value, and I get the whole you're going to get a truer champion out of the game by making seeing who can outlast each other in 20 minute periods. But by God, I know. 20 minute I overtime know. period, and then a 15 minute in, intermission in between. I mean, I felt like that Griffey just ran out of things to say with the rest of the guys after the third <laughs> intermission overtime. Yeah. I mean, God, I know. I, I'm with I mean, you. The three on three. How the, do you feel? Uh, the three-on-three overtime, I love. And I think that's been uh, one of the best, no matter the sport, uh, innovations of a, uh, of any sport. That three-on-three rules. Oh, but yeah. this is something that will never change and never be incorporated into the postseason because there's such a romanticism from hockey fans about exactly what happened last night. It could go to the wee hours of the morning to decide a winner in the postseason. There's nothing like the NHL playoffs. It's so ingrained in, Sean, I'm with you. I think the regular season determination of a winner is much better, and it's why in soccer penalties exist to avoid what happened last night, but hockey will never, ever, ever innovate that way. It's such a beautiful thing to shoot at, just like just like soccer. Fans love it. They absolutely love it and eat it up. I just don't get it. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I I just I'm I'm uh, salty and appreciate the call. I'm salty just because 
I'm old. And I can't be due until 2 a.m. It's bad enough heat games in regulation in the playoffs ending at like 11.45. I think he just could have ended that sentence with, I, I am salty. I'm salty. Yeah, I mean, that's my natural disposition. Yeah, so that but was weird. It's not just around. me. It's not just me. Again, 62-year-old Wayne Gretzky last night on ESPN. This is legitimately him, the greatest of all time, now TNT analyst, a man who, when he signed his broadcast contract with Turner Broadcasting, he clearly didn't plan on ever being on the air until uh, right around 2 a.m. Here's Wayne Gretzky. This was his analysis between the third and the fourth overtime. I'm hoping somebody scores this period. <laughs> Let's face it. We're all, we're all getting to a point. We love overtime hockey, and it's the greatest thrill in all of sports, but okay, enough's enough. <laughs> okay, enough's enough. I mean, that about sums it up right there. It does, and I want to touch on something from Sean's call. You know, we talked about how long it went, like we got to do something. People are going to forget that Ryan Lomberg scored a minute and 16 That's seconds true. into the first overtime. We're not even having this discussion exactly. if that, that counts. Like 60 seconds into the first overtime, that game was over. So this always, well, this never happens, and it's not always even going to get close to this. But think about it. it the, the That's going to be the, the postseason game. This playoffs in the NHL that everyone's going to go back to because oh, yeah. of the sheer length. It Was it gorgeous? No. Was it pretty? No. Was it tense? At times, no. <laughs> it took forever. But at the same time, like I feel like that's any athlete would get to that same point where it's like, no, you have to be to a point of exhaustion. Too. Well, especially like, when you you're don't 62. train your body to play four no. overtime. Uh, Brandon periods. Montour, Brandon Montour, when that game was over, had 57 minutes of ice time. Yeah, he nearly that's skated insane. for an entire hour. Yeah, it's it is absolutely out of control. You weren't was... doing any cardio for 57. Well, you've ran marathons, yeah. but still, how many times? But I'm not going full speed. When you're running a marathon, you're not running full speed. He's skating full speed for 57 minutes. They said he skated over that, eight miles. But like, you finish running a marathon, are you going to go run another marathon? No, in absolutely. Two days? Like, right, you, right. You were, you were running. Like that could happen next time the Panthers take the ice. That is insane. Uh, what in your sports life were you just happy to see come to an end on Twitter at KLV1063? Ross tweets in the Willie Taggart era at FAU. Oh. Willie, really good guy. That's all I'm going to add to that. Willie I Taggart like is a great human being. Great wow. human being. Anyways, all right. go Owls. Uh, Rob, <laughs> Rob tweets in the process in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Isn't that technically it's, still going? I guess it's still ongoing. Does the process ever end for Philly fans? What a pessimistic fella that guy is. The I mean, process. come on. The process. No, the, the, pro- why, uh, why? the process is still in effect. No, I, uh, no, no, it's no, no, going to no, no, go no. on forever and yeah. ever and ever and it's ever. Current, the process never ends. Never ending. Right. Uh, it's going to be a wormhole, just a wormhole of suck. It's just never going to end. If uh, he wants to end the process, I think he'd be doing all sports fans yeah, I was gonna a, say, a favor, uh, honestly. Yeah, Rob, I got news for you. Unfortunately, the process actually hasn't come to an end. Doc Rivers just came to an end, his portion of the process. Uh, but my, but you, what's, what are 76ers fans' response to that? Oh, it's part of the process. We fired Doc Rivers because uh, it's part of the but process. But I don't think anymore. I think 76ers fans are largely sick of the process. They're Am I wrong? To, yeah. Look at look at Stone. There's steps to success. You know, failure's not a thing here. It's all a process. Oh, stop it, Giannis and Joel. Uh, Chris tweets in the reign of the Wilpon family with the Mets. I think he probably speaks for almost oh. every single Mets fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. NFL Study Hall tweets in Tom Brady out of New England. Love it. Up working in your favor, and it's similar to Stone. I was going to say Aaron Rodgers ending in Green Bay. I loved that ending. Like that worked out perfectly for Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans. 
and James tweets in, very sadly, I say Bobby Bowden's time at FSU. He's the greatest college football coach of all time, but FSU was a complete mess at the end of his career. You know our boy Sid up there on Breakfast TV oh, yeah, in yeah, Toronto? Yeah, our, our boy Breakfast TV oh, on what? the BT Network what? in Ontario. How's he doing? You want to know what he's very happy to see come to an end? What? The firing of the general manager of the Leafs. They fired that guy? Cal That's Duke. the guy who they kept showing camera shots like throwing bottles and pumping his fist and yelling at the officials from 75 feet in the air from his suite, right? <laughs> That's right. Cal yeah. DeBoss. Five years with the... Uh, the squad is gone. The Panthers, much like the Heat, uh-huh. are just eliminating people's jobs. The Heat have already taken care of uh, Coach Bud and Doc. Uh, well, the Heat didn't do that. They helped do that last year. <laughs> right. Right. Um, yeah. But uh, and, and I suppose they're going to take care of Julius Randle. But the Panthers, <laughs> whoever, what's his name? Kyle Dubas? Kyle Dubas. Panthers handed him that pink slip. So long. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Uh, do we want to give people a chance to win a, a four-pack? Please. A four-pack of passes to Rapids Water Park. How does that sound, Jeanette? Amazing. Four-pack of passes it's the to Rapids to, Water Park. It's definitely the weather to go to Rapid Water it Park. It is hot and disgusting. Uh, if you don't know, I'm about to tell you, Jeanette Javier loves, I mean adores, Kevin Costner. He is the star of the soon-to-be-ending television show, Yellowstone. But... A man who has done everything there is to do on the silver screen, Kevin Costner. Jeanette only knows anything about movies when it comes to Kevin Costner and whether or not he's <laughs> in it. So when we come back, we are going to play a new game here on Ken Levick Alive. It will be questions about Kevin. I didn't workshop that much. I was going to say, wow. You're questions so usually... about Kevin. And nothing can beat the stump. The nerd. nerd. Yeah, no, it's questions about Kevin here today on this Friday on Ken Levick Alive. What you're going to do is call in, and you are going to, out of 10, guess a number closest to how many questions, again, out of 10, Jeanette can answer, about star of the silver screen, Kevin Costner. Four passes to Rapids Water Park on the line, 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Again, 888-760-3776 for you, your family, or friends. Four passes to Rapids Water Park on the way. All you need to do is guess a number between 1 and 10. Get closest to the number of questions Jeanette can get right with trivia about Kevin Costner. Questions for Kevin when we come back. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. No, you're not. Oh, yes, I am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you are not. Okay. Now, back to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. All right, Jeanette, you ready? As ready as I'll ever be. Questions about Kevin? Yep. Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. Jeanette is Kevin Costner's biggest fan. Anytime we talk movies with Jeanette, the only thing she can give us a straight answer on and only movies she has seen are those that Kevin Costner has starred in. Facts. We have nine questions for Jeanette. Why nine? Because I didn't get to a tenth. Nine questions for Jeanette. I'm changing the rules on the fly. Want to know why? Because my name's on the show. Nine questions for Jeanette. You are going to give me a number, one through nine. That number will correspond with the number you believe Jeanette will get right out of nine trivia questions. Nine trivia questions. You can't go over just like the price is right. Okay? 
Okay. It's not closest to? It's closest to without going over. All right. Just like the Price is Right. All right. One through nine, because we hold the Price is Right in great esteem here on Ken Levick Alive as we do Double Dare. All right, Jeanette, you love Kevin Costner. Put your Kevin Costner cap on. I'm going to go ahead and get the numbers here from our participants. Stone, who am I starting with? Jason in Boynton Beach. Jason in Boynton Beach. Jason, number one through nine, how many will Jeanette get right without going over here in questions about Kevin? Hey, guys, I'm going to go with six. Six for Jason. Love it. Six for Jason. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate that. Uh, let's go to, who else do we have here, Stone? We got Lavelle in West Palm Beach. Lavelle in West Palm Beach. Lavelle, six is off the board, one through nine. What's your number? Five. Five for Lavelle. Five for Lavelle. All right. Uh, who do we have on three, Stone? Dirk in West Palm Beach. Dirk, six and five is off the board. Dirk, one through nine. What's your number? We'll go with eight. Eight. Dirk's going with eight. A lot of confidence in Jeanette there from uh, Dirk. All too, right. too many, if I might. Uh, uh, and then uh, where else are we going here? Larry in Boynton Beach. Larry in Boynton Beach. Larry, what's the number? It's seven. Seven for Larry. All right. So they all picked in a clump. Five, six, seven, and eight. Ruthless. Wow. I love questions about Kevin already here on Ken Levick Alive. All, all right. right, Jeanette, question number one. Kevin Costner investigates the assassination of the 35th president of the United States in this 1991 film. Was it The Bodyguard? Incorrect. The correct answer is JFK. Oh, yeah, I've never seen JFK. that one. JFK. Wow, way to go to pick the one. All righty, not off to a great start. Uh, except maybe Larry. Uh, all right, let's go to our second question. Jeanette, in The Bodyguard. Kevin Costner starred alongside this singing legend. Whitney Houston. Correct. There's our first one. So Jeanette is on the board. Number three, Jeanette, number three. Kevin Costner played washed-up golfer Roy McAvoy in this 1996 golf-related rom-com. That is correct. Tin Cup is correct. Didn't we make her watch Tin Cup? Uh, We might have. Yes. We might have. I don't remember anything that happened like a month ago. Question number four, <laughs> questions about Kevin here on Ken Levick Alive. This is your chance for a four-pack of tickets to Rapids Water Park. Jeanette answering questions about her favorite actor of all time, Kevin Costner. Jeanette, if you build it, they will come name the Kevin Costner movie. Field of Dreams. That is three in a row. Are we going to make someone's day here on Ken Levick Heating Alive? Up. The pressure is on Jeanette, but she has now found a rhythm, as they say. She is in the Kevin Costner zone. Mm-hmm. Number five. In the 1999 film, For Love of the Game, Kevin Costner plays for this Major League Baseball team. For this Major League Baseball team, and I'll even give you a hint. Don't. They're in the D- AL Central. Um, okay. No, I know. I know the minor league today. I don't know. The answer is the Detroit Tigers. The Detroit Tigers. It's so focused on the minor league stuff. Uh, that was very obscure. I don't like that question. Not at all. Hey, 
the rules are tough sometimes. Fully legal. about Kevin. Fully legal. Stupid Number questions. six. In this film, Kevin Costner is the general manager of the Cleveland Browns. Draft day. Draft day is correct. That is four right. We are one away from Lavelle hitting it on the nose. Love draft day. Though everybody is still alive. Though Can Dirk burn? is... Dirk is teetering, teetering on the edge of elimination here, okay? okay. Uh, number seven, seven. In 1997, Kevin Costner starred in The Postman. Despite its poor critical reception, it did feature this free fallen singer in a supporting role. Tom Petty? Correct! Well done. That's five right. Five right for Jeanette. Questions don't about we, Kevin. Go, don't put, let's go! Don't hey, be putting hey. Easter eggs in there with the free falling and stuff. I'll handle the trivia. You handle on. the I, I buzzer. Honestly didn't know the, I don't know the JFK question, but let's go. You, Keep it rolling. You just stick to the buzzer. I'll stick to the questions. Stone, hater. Stone wishes he knew this much about Kevin Costner. I understand. Mm. Continue, Ken. Jeanette, number eight. This Civil War-based classic starring Kevin Costner won seven Oscars in 1990. Dances with Wolves is oh. correct. That Fun is, fact, my that mom is, was obsessed with it and is slightly how I was one of, it was one of my first Oscar winning movies I've ever seen. Right now we have six, six. Oh, that would make Jason the winner, okay? That would make Jason the winner. I'm hype. Let's Here we go, go. Kevin. The final question, the my ninth boy. question, the, the, the ultimate question. So Larry's looking for this one to get, get hit, right? He needs this one. He, Larry needs he chose this seven. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He chose seven. Dirk. Is already outy. Dirk's already outy. He can't win. All right, Dirk. Uh, Sorry, Dirk, someone's... but I'm not because I'm I'm doing so good no, right no, now. No, 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 no. I take that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she got two wrong. So, so yeah, Dirk's done because someone's gonna hit this right on. Yep. Um, that JFK question shouldn't even be. Number nine. Kelsey Grammer starred with Kevin Costner in presidential comedy Swing Vote. Which '80s bar-based show did Kelsey Grammer come to popularity in? What eight years? Wow! What? <laughs> wow! Unbelievable! So that makes one, two, three, four, five, six, eight. Larry, seven. Larry is the winner. Larry has four passes and an incredible performance Thank in you. questions about Kevin from Jeanette. Trivia about Kevin Jeanette. Costner. Here on the Big Alive. What? No power. <laughs> Larry. Enjoy your four <laughs> passes to Rapids Water Park. Larry, thank you for playing questions about Kevin. Disfrutalo. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. All right. Enjoy, enjoy Rapids Water Park. That is Larry, who Stone's going to get the information. Thank you for playing to Jason. <laughs> thank you to, for playing to Lavelle. Thank you for playing to Dirk. Larry is the winner of questions about Kevin. By the who? way, I'm going to go on full record here. I got more questions right about Kevin Costner than I did Star Wars. Yeah, you got significantly more. She was so much better with Kevin Costner than she was about Star Wars, and she's out here dressing up in Star Wars crap, uh, celebrated May the 5th be with you like a dork. Yeah, you're wearing a Star Wars shirt today, you nerd. But Kevin Costner comes up, and all of a sudden, she's Siskel and Ebert. Yeah, uh, a a show about a bar in the 80s, and she can't get a Wookiee? I mean, this don't make any sense. (laughs) She can get Sears, but she can't get a Wookiee. You're exactly right. That's a good, salient point on your part. Do you know who Siskel and Ebert are? I have no idea who okay. Cisco and Ebert as soon as was. I, from the Muppets? It's Ebert, not Abart. The dude's from the Muppets. No, Cisco and Ebert are the greatest film critics of all time. Roger oh. Ebert, Gene Siskel. Oh, I don't know. 
That's, we, Wal- we should- that's Waldorf and Stadler, the Muppets who who <laughs> mock fellow Muppets in the Muppet Show. I love those are my guys. I don't think we should. I known feel that so happy sometimes about how we can all be on the same page and uh, we are are connected. And then there are things like that. I was feeling great after that game, and then Stone's never heard of Siskel and Ebert, and Jeanette thinks Siskel and Ebert are the two crabby old Muppet guys. And but I, I'm great knowing Kevin Costner. Don't come at me again. I'll admit this one uh, out there, too. When you said free falling, I was like, that's an idiot if you don't know Leonard Skinner. I was, I was, <laughs> I was so, I was so uh, close. Right, we need to take a break. This is miserable. I was so close. Tom Petty. She better know this is Leonard Skinner. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you would have never made that public. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. I'm Ken Levicka, and I'm about ready for the week to end on ESPN 106.3. You've got to pump it up. Don't you know, pump it up. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Hey, now that the Nuggets have a chance to go up three games to none in the Western Conference Finals, how concerned should they be? I'm Ken Lavica, well, the newest employee of ESPN. Well, I was going to go, they've won more quarters. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. I, I actually, let's check the quarters last night. Um, by the way, if you're scoring at home, um, because, again, if you're the Miami Heat, your success in the playoffs is based on how many quarters you win. Okay? When you're playing the Celtics, when you're the Heat playing the Celtics in the postseason, we're now on year two of quarters talk. Uh, the only thing that matters for the Heat is if they win more quarters. So the game one win didn't count because they lost the quarters battle three to one, and the eighths battle as we counted five to three. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, last night, last night a win for the Nuggets in game two, up two games to none now on the Lakers. It's gonna look. What was that quarters pretty battle? similar to? Uh... Uh, it was uh, the Nuggets won it uh, two to one to one. They tied the first quarter, but the Nuggets won two quarters to the Lakers won last night. So that win counts. Heat game one over Celtics didn't count. Nuggets counts last night. Remember, Jeanette, after game one, when anybody with a Twitter account, ESPN, FS1, they wanted to make sure that that the world knew they thought that because Roy Hachimura shut down uh, Nikola Jokic on like three, four possessions that despite the Nuggets win and the fact they were up 30 at one point in game one, the Lakers played one good quarter, fourth quarter in game one, mm-hmm. uh, that the, the Lakers were onto something and the Nuggets should be concerned. Absolutely. The Lakers should take a moral victory. Anybody with a Twitter account, anybody with a platform wanted to tell you that. Uh, so my question is now, now that the, 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 the Nuggets are one win away from going up three games to none in the Western Conference Finals, how concerned should the Nuggets be? Uh, that's that's my question. That's 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 my question. I don't know. I don't know. Um, you can answer it. How concerned should they be, Stone? Pretty concerned, right? Okay. Twenty eighteen, LeBron's <laughs> come concerned. down from O two. Right. Two thousand seven against the Pistons, a young buck came down from O two. So yeah. I don't think these guys are worried. They're going hey, back to the crib. Let me ask you, how young is LeBron now? LeBron is. Uh, He's not young. Thirty seven. Mm-hmm. Uh LeBron's looking every bit of his age through the first two Whoa. games in this series, especially late. 
when he has no legs left. He's looked like that for most of the regular season. I don't know. Watch it. No, he almost averaged 30 points. Yeah, I was going to say, like, LeBron's been pretty good, but at least these two games in Denver, he he has been the one who late you actually can't trust, which has been jarring. Because usually he's the one where you're like, all right, here comes the closer, but the turnovers, the poor decisions, he's the one in both games that has made the mistake that's cost the Lakers the chance to come back. It necessarily wasn't the case last night. From range, late in these games, he's got awful. One of 20 since game two in the first round. Yeah. But he's fine. Like, But inefficient. He was 9 of 19 last night. 0 of 6 from 3. Those are not LeBron playoff numbers. Yeah, no, he not. scored 22, but LeBron always scores and always scores efficiently. 9 of 19 is a wild stat line for him in the Western Conference I think finals. it has a lot to do with him not having the faith in the guys around him. D'Angelo Russell, I think, was minus 20. Yeah. Plus minus wise last night. Like so he doesn't trust these guys. He he has confidence in Anthony Davis no. in, in Austin Reeves, and that's about it. They were in Denver last night. Yeah. So it has to be the height, you know. Well, that's yeah. what the LeBron's, LeBron's brought it up. And and they were talking about it this morning on oh, ESPN. I was being well, absolutely sarcastic. Maybe they haven't adjusted but to the altitude. I yet. want to give you a little insight. Mike Malone didn't like what we brought up, uh, where it was all Lakers based. Uh how concerned should the Nuggets be? The Lakers, look at the adjustment they made in game one. Mike Malone referenced this after the game last night, the head coach for the Nuggets. Here's Mike Malone. To be honest, they may not admit this or not. You know, uh, you win game one of the playoffs, and all everybody talked about was the Lakers. Let's be honest, that was a national narrative was, hey, the Lakers are fine. They're down 1-0, but they figured something out. No one talked about Nikola just had a historic performance. He's got 13 triple-doubles now, third all-time. What he's doing is just incredible, but the narrative wasn't about the Nuggets. The narrative wasn't about Nikola. The narrative was about the Lakers and their adjustments. So, you know, you put that in your pipe, you smoke it, and you come back, and you know what? We're going to go up 2-0. All right. He's right. And for him to call out, call out the media, that's great. I love it. Way to defend your team. I, I, Way to defend the, the reason why you are in the Western Conference Finals right now. I absolutely love that from a coach. That's good leadership. Here's, here's what bothered me because in response to that, Keyshawn Johnson this morning, KJM here on ESPN 106, 3, 6 to 10 a.m. He said the quiet part out loud about how ESPN determines – what it's going to top, talk about and its topics to the national audience. It's the damn Lakers. <laughs> okay, as I tried to explain that to you, no matter how bad the Lakers were two years ago and not making the playoffs, and it's, it's the Lakers because we led shows with the Lakers. It's the Lakers. So Mike Malone or Michael Malone or whatever he wants to be referred to as, That's unnecessary. he should understand what type so of organization he's going up against. Yes, you're up 2-0. Yes, you have an opportunity to play in your first NBA final. Yay. We get it. But don't just act like no one is giving them the respect. They're getting the respect. No, they're not. But the brand is national brand is the Lakers. The brand is the Lakers. People are going to lead off talking about LeBron James being 0 for 10 or 1 for 20 in the fourth quarter or whatever that number was. That's what they're going to talk about. Yeah, that still sucks. It doesn't mean it's right. You've got uh, a back-to-back MVP in Nikola Jokic, a back-to-back MVP in Jokic, and Keyshawn Johnson sitting there saying, uh, Mike or Michael Malone, however you want to be called, uh, yeah, we don't talk about that because LeBron, the Lakers, it's the brand. If I was a Nuggets fan, I would be furious today. Especially with how he addressed Michael Malone. Like, you are yeah. on national TV. You should be – show your personality – 
but don't be disrespectful in that. This is a head but, coach of a team in the Western Conference Finals. Now we know. I would be pissed. Now at we him. know, though. Now we know. Now we know that the brand, the Lakers brand, supersedes a two-time MVP when it comes to talking about them, giving them attention to a national audience. So it's good. Keyshawn, Keyshawn just said the quiet part out loud. There you go. Perfect. Yeah, That's excellent. In the same week where we're going after Joe Missoula for not being able to handle pressers, Mike Malone just aced that. Like It was he so aced beautiful. It. it was so good. Uh, speaking of aced it, so good. He is a man of many talents. He has a big brain, and we go to him to get smarter every week. He is Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer. It's Steve Politziner. Time now for Ask Steve's. Steve Pollitt Senior is a Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, a business maven, an accomplished youth coach, and a worldly family man. Every week he bestows his expansive wisdom upon us. It's time again for Ask Steve's, presented by PNC Bank. See how they can make a difference for you at PNC.com. You've got mail. And Steve is in the flesh. Typically, he's out and about doing business deals across the United States of America. Today, he is in the Anna John Living Action and Attorneys Studios. And we get to spend some time with our good friend, Steve Politziner. Uh, Steve, did you did you watch up until the game-winning goal last night, 2 a.m. Eastern time, the Panthers and the Hurricanes? Do you have Panthers fever? Um, I'm pulling for the Panthers. I can't say I stayed up to uh-uh. watch all of that. You don't that. sound feverish. Yeah. You know, no, I was I watching the NBA, and then I took out the trash. Okay. And then right. I... Um, Friday's Friday is trash day. <laughs> I, yeah. And I uh-huh. went to bed. And you went, to, went right <laughs> to bed. So did you watch any of the Panthers game? I didn't actually see any hmm. of the game last night, but I saw the highlights this morning. Okay. Which I felt like better off for than spending five hours. Six hours? Uh, it started at Seven 8 o'clock. Hours. It started at 8 o'clock, went to what 2 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. didn't watch the full thing. Yeah, six yeah. hours. Six hours. But Stone watched pregame. You watched it? I did not. Oh. I was preoccupied. Yeah. Yeah. yeah God, pre- why didn't I just go with that? Yeah, it was yeah, so she, much better. She was, it was so smooth. She was it. forechecking. Uh, I, um, uh, for me, for me, I took a, uh, I had a Mexican dinner last night. Uh, so I had a little bit of tequila, a tequila-induced nap from the first intermission through halfway through overtime. Uh, and then a couple of little small naps uh, leading up until me being awake from the 12-minute mark of the fourth overtime to the game winner. So wow. that was that was my path last night Oh, nice. to Are hockey you, salvation. And do you watch a lot of hockey? Uh, no. Uh, yes. It is me, hockey analyst. What are you uh, doing, brain, saying no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We spoke before the game, right before the puck dropped on the keys to the game and all of that I stuff. Know. I have not missed a single second of Panthers playoff hockey this postseason. Okay, <laughs> you have not watched. A no, I haven't, I haven't missed a single second. <laughs> I, haven't, I have full fledged Panthers fever. Okay? Really? Yeah, absolutely. Have you gone any games? Uh, no. I mean, you live no, pretty I'm close. Not. I do live pretty close. Haven't made it to a game. Tickets are hard to come by. Mm. Uh, Steve Politziner, as Steve's here on ESPN 106.3. I'm a man of a lot of different... I mean, pulled in a lot of different And directions. you're wearing a lot of heat gear. Yeah, I am. Like multiple it's, different, it's heat different pieces of, yeah. of uh, clothing today. Heat game night. Looking to go up two games to nine if they win enough quarters. Uh, so <laughs> I want to ask you, uh, because that game took forever, and I was at a point last night where even if the Panthers lost, I'd be okay with it because, good Lord, I was tired and ready for it to end. Um, what, Steve, in your sports life, were you ever just happy to see something come to an end? Mine was the Wildcat era in the NFL. Jeanette, when the Magic were beaten down in the 2009 finals by the Lakers, oh, just ended already. Miserable. Uh, Stone was ready for Aaron Rodgers' time to come to an end in Green Bay uh, because he needed a new reset. He needed to press the reset button. When were you ready to see something in sports just come to an end? Already? Oh, I thought you meant when was something just so long you wanted yeah. it to end? That Wimbledon match with nice. John Eisner? 
against the other guy. He was 6'10". Nicholas Mahout. Yeah, and it took yeah. like a week for them to that, keep playing. Yeah, it was like three days. Yeah, they changed the rules after that. Right. Because you had to, what, you had to win by two sets, yeah. right? Yeah. That, that match took three days. Yeah. I don't know. I felt like the world stopped and we all had to follow. Like, like I had to lock in on this match. Right. It was like, oh my God, it's a day three. What <laughs> yeah. is this, cricket? Yeah. Like, what's happening right I'd now? I'd say that. Um, my world did not stop. I see what you're saying, though. Like, just sort of like put me out of my misery. Yeah, like the Wilpons of things. owning yeah. the Mets. Yeah, put me out of my misery. Like, this is going nowhere. Like, yeah. uh, being a Clippers fan with Donald Sterling. Just yeah. like, end it. Just end it all. End it, however it Find has to away. end. Yep. Uh, I that wanted to ask one. you about Pat McAfee. And, and the other, you know, the game that was longer than the, than the Panthers game. It was in 1936. It was a... Um, Montreal Canadiens game. You it lasted were, you, 13 were you hours. You were hoping for that one to end? No. It was <laughs> my stream. I was preoccupied, uh-huh. actually, yeah. taking out the garbage yeah. <laughs> for 13 hours. Uh-huh. Very long driveway. This <laughs> has been exhausting. Uh, what, just, I wanted to ask you something business-wise. Pat McAfee, he's going yeah. to ESPN. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ESPN, I was at the upfronts this week, and yeah, I saw so you, um, I saw you took a photo mm-hmm. with him. Yep. Uh, I, not ESPN Radio, though, right? I was, uh, I, it's not been reported that he'll be on ESPN Radio, but, you know, who knows? So Pat McAfee is, to me, he's one of one right now in the sports realm. He is very self-made. He's very positive, a, a very positive approach for him. I happen to be a Pat McAfee fan, and okay. I respect him because he has he has been I'm almost surprised you're a Pat McAfee fan, but I, I'm happy. It's a fair assessment. No, yeah. but, assessment. but I think Is he, it because he's like an Indiana guy? No, but I think he's he's the grind. Like, he yeah. totally he's has worked. ground he's his way to this, and I, yep. I love that. Um, Pat McAfee's appeal. Uh, it's a younger audience. The the old school ESPN fan, like the Mike Greenberg fan, mm. what is Pat McAfee's appeal to, say, the Mike Greenberg, been there for 25, 30 years, Mike Greenberg uh, ESPN fan? Well, I, I don't know if you're watching is there a crossover? Get Up. Be, I mean, Mike Greenberg's definitely part of it, obviously. He's a very talented and skilled host, but it's the surrounding cast. And I think that's the thing that McAfee has done well in and of himself. He is, um, I mean, he's like a lightning rod mm-hmm. in and of himself, but who he gets to come on and be a part of it and the authenticity and the way he takes care of his crew and his, and his, and his boys, like he feels real and he feels like he works. He does yeah. not feel manicured, made up, made up and, and phony. He also did it the way that a lot of people have to do it today. He wasn't put on T like, hey, you're on TV right off the bat. This was right. YouTube and social and not part of a big, big media network. It's actually interesting that he's gone like this route, ultimately all to have a linear TV show. Yeah, right. Because he exactly. had the rest. Right. You know, he he had the rest and whatever, why he and FanDuel split up for, for whatever reason. The timing's fortuitous for him and for ESPN. It's going to be really interesting. Is the show going to change at all? Uh-huh. Is the show going to still be the core of the show? Because he's a you know, that it was. And ESPN has said that they'll let you know, it, he he said yeah. ESPN hasn't yeah. said anything. He said the show's going to you know they've told me it can be what what I've always wanted it to be. You know who knows? Yeah, uh, but he uh, to to the demographic, different demographics. Do you think he has an appeal to to each demographic? I mean, for me, it's like Stone's like jumping on whatever he's watching. Everyone, like, I don't know that people older, like, my, I'm the oldest in this group. I'm 47. All right. I'll be 48 next week. Uh Happy early birthday. birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Um, You don't look a day over 30. Thank you. I was going to say 20. You don't look a day over like 25. Thank you. 
You guys keep going. Suck Someone's going to say I said 21. <laughs> uh, I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. But uh, I don't know that people 50 plus have a real feel for Pat McAfee as media. But if I talk to somebody 30 and under, 35 and under, he is the it guy right now. Uh, real quick, the it when it comes to a great meal is Duffy's Sports Grill. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Ken, uh, Duffy's. Um, I'll be there this week. Dance uh, competition uh, this oh, weekend. Oh, is that this Two weekend? Two for ones. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, Two you know. Ones, load them up. Duffy'sMVP.com. 80-plus TVs at every single Duffy's. And, of course, the award-winning wings and burgers. Join the Duffy's MVP Club today. Good job on the speed round. Wow, this was quick. Yeah, it was very quick. Oh, we thanks. ended. Were you Snapchatting uh, when you were walking in? I was. Oh, why? You Snapchat? He snapchats. I, I snap all the time. That's Jeanette. That's right now. I'm Ken. Bye-bye. Mm.